Hello. And welcome back. It's the most magical time of the year. A time every boy, girl, man, woman, and pig should have. It's the second annual Nick Cage November. A time treasured here at Spill Your Beans. Last year we watched seven Nicolas Cage movies, ranging from Face Off to Ghost Rider 2. And this year, we won't be doing as many, because we want to stay a healthy member of society. But, the movies will still be great. You have my promise, and Dawson's promise. But more so, my promise. We're hoping you're going to enjoy this month with us. We're very excited to have it here again in our lives. We hope Nicholas Cage is somewhere listening. Or if not listening, meditating in whatever hairdo he's got going on in a nice leather jacket while reading War and Peace. Or eating an apple. Once again, I want to welcome you all to Nick Cage November. I'm going to hand it over to my friend Dawson to welcome you all with a song. Dawson? Take it away. It's the most magical time of the season To watch Nick Cage movies Don't have to have a reason Or ask why does he have his hair back Or does Nick get his pig back I'll tell you one thing, and that's a fact, it's Nick Cage's November. And you know what it means, it's time for Spill Your Beans. It's Spill Your Beans. And welcome back. It's been a long time, everyone, and we've missed you a lot. Well, we took time off. <laughs> we took time off. We came take back, a lot of time off. And then took time off again. But we took time off again to get ready for Nick Cage November. It's that time and I of the feel year. Like, I feel like it's a great time to come back or, or to, to, you know, to, to start again or start anew again. Yeah, sure. Yeah. We're in the Nick Cage renaissance, I would say. It's chapter two. Uh, here's the crazy thing. It doesn't feel like it's been a year since Nick Cage November. I remember... It was a rough time. I remember vividly watching Ghost Rider 2 and having the worst time of my life in my uh, old apartment. And uh, It was a rough... It does, was, does not feel long ago at all. But it's you, Still fresh in the brain. <laughs> Do you remember the trials and tribulations we went through and got through it and how good we felt at the very end? Good's a, a, a bit of an overstatement. Well, why don't you tell people what you were telling me today? Oh, yeah. I I watching the the movie that we watched recently, I have realized that I'm un, unironically a, a pretty decent Nick Cage fan. And I am too. I uh, think he's a legitimately talented he, actor. He, it, honest, honestly, he is to me it's very underrated. Under I feel like a lot of people know how good he is. Well, like but Here's the thing, though. Here's what I've learned. I learned actually this recently. Most people, I believe, wrongfully assume that he's in movies to because he's like super in debt and everything. But he's not like it's that. Not, not like case. Bruce Willis. No, Bruce Willis is actually in debt. 
and he makes all these shit movies. He does. Yeah, we're not. That's doing not a, the fact. That's not the case with Nick Cage. Nick he, Cage has he's devolved or he's not devolved. He's he wanted he's wanted to delve. This was an interview in, with Variety uh, this year, so that's how I know it. Oh, okay. uh, he's he's wanting to do more independent work because it allows him to be more. Uh, I guess like vocal as an actor, like yeah. be more like free in the sense of everything. But he is making some big movies, um, recent uh, in the future. And there is one movie I want to talk about real quick before we continue because it sounds like it could be the greatest movie of all time. Well, before you get into that, I just want to say, like you were saying, he wants to do this independent stuff, and it's cool that he's letting all these new directors because this movie was this guy's director uh, directorial debut. It was. Yes, it was. Look at you coming with the trivia. I know. I'm here. I'm here for it. But uh, and he's he's getting behind all these directors that might be pretty not known if Nick Cage didn't put his name behind the movie. You know what I'm saying? I and do. it wouldn't be the same movie if the if a different guy was playing it. it with like the guy really does have some depth. We started Nick Cage November. The the holiest time of the year, year, as pretty much as I'm concerned, is in Jackson too. Mm-hmm. And we started it as a meme. Last we started year. it ironically, but yeah. it's quickly become an unironic thing. It's it's uh, kind of fun. That is at times fun. <laughs> at times, um, fun. A at times it's not fun. And if 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 we if we do the finale that I have in my mind, it will end. Really, really bad. It, it will end very on a on a sour note. Oh. But we'll see. But we'll see. Remember, we did the triathlon last year for the last episode. Oh, I that remember. Was, that was tough, man. I, I remember. That uh, was real tough. I, let me see how many how many it was specifically. Well, you count them up. Let me let these dogs out. Okay. Come on, dogs. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. Seven, I think. Guys, bear with me here. I'm, I'm looking all this up. I want the switch. Oh no, crap. You girl like fruits, right? You want some oranges? I don't like oranges. What? I don't like orange flavored things. It's just not my not my forte. Oranges? I don't like anything orange flavored. I don't know why. Yeah, but I've I've been like that since I was like a kid. Like I don't like anything that is orange. Did uh, orange flavored. touch you, Jackson? Show me on this orange where they touched you. Right there. <laughs> so let's count. Okay, so we did we did face off, yeah. of course. Uh we did the rock. We did Ghost Rider one and two. I forgot that I posted clips, some really good clips. Uh and then we did Valley Girl, Raising Arizona, National Treasure. And uh I did this to celebrate our commencement of Nick one. Cage November. That was a good one. And, um, yeah, uh, fascinating. What is this? Oh, okay. Why don't we do this to ourselves? Well, no, it's no longer a, a, a chore, remember, because we enjoy it so much. It's definitely going to turn into a chore. So, it, would you put the mic, like, close to you so people can hear what you're saying? Uh, hold on! Sorry, I was peeling, peeling your orange. orange. So, may I discuss with you possibly the greatest movie of all time? Yeah, well, what was the count? What was the count? What oh, we it, was, uh, it was seven. Seven, yeah. Yes. So this it's this movie it's coming out in April. Okay. Of next year. Okay. That's well, called. That's the, gonna have to be next. I know, but we may have to do it as its own episode. It's called the unbearable weight of massive talent, and the synopsis is. Um, hold on, let me read the uh, this this uh, definition because it's actually it's uh, 
goes more in depth. Man, this and I want to get you. A, I want to get a full grasp. I want to firmly grasp it. Huh? Yeah. So this the premise of this movie is Nicolas Cage plays himself, uh. and he begrudgingly accepts a one million dollar offer to attend the birthday of a Mexican billionaire superfan. And when things take a wild turn, Nick is forced to become a version of some of his most iconic and beloved characters in order to extricate his wife and daughter from the fan who is a notorious drug lord. Now let me go. To, let me tell you on IMDb. That sounds awesome. Let me t- let me tell you on the IMDb. Nick Cage will prize roles from. Reprise. Well, yeah, he'll reprise some roles in this movie from Face Off, Con Air, Leaving Las Vegas, and Gone in sixty seconds. And um, there will be cameos from Quentin Tarantino, Charlie Sheen, and Jim Carrey. And this, and there's apparently this this screenplay and script has been like considered like one of the most like well done like unmade movies for the past like five years. And it's finally like been made. It's in post production right now. Pedro Pascal's in it. Neil Patrick Harris, Nicolas Cage, and Tiffany Haddish are the four leads on the IMDb cast list. No way. Yeah, it sounds. I, I looked at it today. I found it today. Um, looking at his IMDb while I was watching Pig, and I think it it sounds like it's going to be like one of the best movies, one of the wildest movies ever. I think that's going to be really good. I think so too. Like it. Um. Let's see here. Oh, and then this is a at the end of shooting, the whole cast was given a pillow with Nicolas Cage's face on it, and he signed each pillow. <laughs> yeah, considered one of the best unproduced screenplays. The screenplay is featured on the 2019 blacklist, uh, which is a list of like the most unmade uh, scripts, or the um, most highly toted. Lionsgate outbid HBO Max and Paramount for this movie. Seeing anything else that's going to be here. He's going to use Caster Troy's golden guns from Face Off. Please. Please. Oh, my gosh. Now I'm excited about this movie. But, dude, if it comes out in April, what the what the hell are we going to do? We're, just, we're still going to do it. Okay, I'm reading more of this. I don't want to, like, spoil too much of it, but it sounds like it's going to be fantastic. Don't don't read too much into it. I'm not. I'm not. Because you won't be surprised. I'm not. I'm not. I'm. I'm very excited to see what comes of that. I hope it is something really good and not like a disappointment, like the history of swear words. It was all right, but it wasn't very good. Yeah. Well, it's not like you know Nick Cage just being Nick Cage. It's true. But uh, Jackson, as we stated earlier. We're coming back strong for the most magical time of the year. I bet y'all were thinking, all two of you were probably thinking, well, I guess they're not going to do Nick Cage November this year. Silly people. Silly. Silly one listener. Yeah. How dare you think that? Because we're here, and this is a momentous occasion that we can't miss. And we're going to be doing this till the end of time, because Nick Cage is probably immortal. I I would think so. Some people think he's a vampire. Well, he... In one movie, thought he was a vampire. He did. He did, which we're going to get into, hopefully. Maybe we'll save it for next year. Oh, no. Oh, okay, cool. But, Jackson, do you want to tell the people what we watched this time? Well, I have some movie news. Uh oh. Okay, let's do some movie news. It's been a while. Yeah. And so I wanted to go over a couple things. Number one, the Flash trailer released in between this episode and last. I haven't seen it. You haven't. Should we watch that real quick? Dude, you Should haven't seen it? it? Yeah, we... it's right, like right. a minute and a half. All you right, need to watch pa- it. Let's pause this. All right, be right back. 
Thanks, okay. thanks for cutting me off, Jackson. So yeah, well we wa- so we watched a couple more trailers because I forgot that uh, they were all uh, all this had come out. Oh, Morbius came out too, but I didn't see that trailer. I didn't see it either. I never, I didn't really want to watch it. We'll it's that. apparently oh I did watch it actually. It apparently like the vultures in it and like apparently venoms. It's really confusing. The whole Sony universe is really confusing. Yeah. But um, anyways, let's go down the list. Flash trailer thoughts. Boo. What? Why? Mm-hmm. Why's that? It's been through six rewrites. Has it really? Mm-hmm. Ooh. I mean, it looks promising now that there's finally stuff out. Yeah. Who knows? I like Michael Keaton. I like Batman 89. So we'll have to see. Peacemaker. Boo. Boo? Boo. Yeah, I don't Questionable. see... I don't see Peacemaker as a solo guy. I see him as a definitely like a supporting character like in Suicide Squad. Yeah, I think there's too much of him in that. But who knows? It could be good. We'll it see. seems kind of funny, but... We'll see. We'll have to see on that one. I'll, I, I will say the main joke of the trailer kind of fell flat for me. What was that? The butt baby thing. Oh, was that like the main joke? Yeah, think? that was like, well, that was like the main part of the, like. I, I like the one guy saying how they only kill bad people sometimes. Sometimes, yeah. That, that's, that was kind of funny. That was a terrible. Batman trailer. That's going to be excellent. This going to be. That's going to be excellent. March. I mean, that's our boy. Oh, yeah. That's our boy. Who doesn't love Batman? Robert Pattinson. Oh, Robert Pattinson. That's our boy. That spill your beans. That Hall is of Fame. that is the spill your beans Hall of Fame, right next to Nicolas Cage and um, whoever else was in uh, Air Bud. Willem Dafoe. Oh, and Willem Dafoe, I guess. Yeah. Uh, so Batman, of course. Uh, Boba Fett. How are you feeling about that? Mm, boo. Boo. I'm say boo. I'm questionable. I'm questionable about that and Peacemaker. I have bad feelings about the Flash. I hope I'm wrong about the Flash, mm-hmm. but. I got bad feelings from it. I also hope that The Flash is good because Flashpoint is one of my favorite comics ever. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's great. Um, and I like The Flash show up until a certain point. Well, uh, me, on I'm, the that's show. not me, but whatever. You didn't like the show? I'm not a big CW fan. First uh, season of The Arrow was pretty good. I heard Arrow was great all the way through. No. I heard it got better. No. Oh, I've heard that. Ooh. No. Ooh. First three seasons of The Flash, fantastic. It garbage. Was... No. Oh, yeah. You watched all of them? I watched like two episodes. It was garbage. No, dude, I'm telling you. First three seasons are really good with like Eobard and um, Zoom. And there's like, I think it was season four where they have like Savathar, or, or I think is his name. And then it gets like super, uh, it's just, it, it goes downhill horribly. I'll, but the I'll first three what. seasons were Fantastic. I'll tell you what's a good CW show right now. Mm-hmm. Superman and Lois. That's a show? Yeah. It's so great. It's on it HBO really? Max right now. Me and Spencer watched the whole first season. It's insanely good. Superman and Lois? Yes. It's super good. Like, it's it's pretty great, man. I'm not going to lie. Kind of fell off in the latter half for me, but it's still it's still holding up. Hmm. I, have, I didn't even hear about that show. It's like an older Superman, and he's got two kids. It's really good. That's interesting. Huh. Alrighty. Definitely give that a watch. First episode's great. Good to know. Great, dude. Oh, well, we are, we are, once we finish Big Mouth, we are looking for a new show, so maybe we'll do that. Although, she's not a big DC person. More Marvel. Mm. Maybe this could change. Says a, says a lot about your girl run. Oh. How many, how many people do you know are both Marvel and DC that are not male? Both Marvel and... What do you mean? Like, how many females do you know that like both Marvel and DC, respectfully? A bunch of the... Okay, so here's the thing. Mm. Most females who have their taste, which is usually not comic books or anime, 
would be Marvel just because it's so mainstream and everyone mm-hmm. likes it. But other females that are into maybe, let's say, anime and comic books and stuff, I have noticed is leaning more heavily on the DC side of things. Fascinating. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. But they like both. I mean, you can't put them in a box, Jackson. I'll put them in a box I want. <laughs> you're being a little sexist. Might get canceled. Mm. So the final thing I wanted to talk about was a movie that came out recently on Peacock called Halloween Kills. Haven't seen it. Um, don't I, waste your time. I told you not to see it. It is god-awful. I told you. Well, we were driving. We had a 13-hour drive back from Chicago, and so I was like, I'll watch this, see what it's like. Uh, if you just want to see people get killed, does that really well. Everything else, it's a pretty terrible movie. I don't, I don't agree with remaking the old IPs. It's not remake. Yes, it is, Jackson. It's not we've a been remake. over this. It's a sequel. We've been over this. It is a sequel to the original Halloween. There was already making... a sequel to the original Halloween, okay, so I know. it's a remake of the sequel. No, it isn't. Yes. Well, actually, yes. Yeah, it kind of is. This yeah. movie. I liked the f- sequel to the original Halloween, the one that came out in 2018. I liked that one a lot. Boo. It was very like grounded and real. This one, it's it's horrible. It's so bad in terms of like creating a story. But if you don't care about creating a story, you just want to see people die. There's some really great kills, I will say. Some fantastic kills, actually. Um, but that was it. That was all the, the movie stuff I wanted I wanted to talk about. I have my Nick Cage list that uh we will discuss after the movie. But let's talk about the movie. We we've been dancing around this bad boy for about fifteen minutes now. Let's talk about this movie. You want to talk about this movie? Yes. All right. Jackson, uh I know we have differing opinions, I think. So I do first believe. impressions. First impressions. Um, we're fre- me and him are both fresh off of this movie. We've never seen it before. No, never. Much and, like a couple of the movies on the Nick Cage list. But anyway, um, and we've been rambling on. This is Pig. This is the new yes, Nick Cage movie. The newest Nicolas Cage movie to mm-hmm. date. Um, and his highest ever rated movie on Rotten Tomatoes. Mm-hmm. Uh, two hundred twenty six critic reviews and ninety seven percent. Um. Uh, first, Im- <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it was good. I like. I like Alex Wolf, and I like the movie that he's been in, so it, uh, he was good. Alex Wolf is a Tanner gentleman. Amir. Yeah. Yeah. He's He was in uh, Hereditary and whatnot. Hereditary, um, Patriot's Day. Oh, yes. That movie's so good. Yes. But uh, Nicolas Cage, also really good. Yes. Um, I like their dynamic a lot. It's not too shabby. Uh, personally, for me, pacing's kind of weird in this movie. I almost fell asleep watching this movie. Um, there's, I don't know. It's interesting. I, I do. I, I will say, Nicolas Cage's character. It's very easy to sympathize, or not sympathize, but feel empathy for, and definitely root for him. But everything else around him is kind of, at least to me, confusing and forgettable. So I think if this movie didn't have Nicolas Cage acting the way he did, it would not be considered. A good movie, like it, not even Nicolas Cage. If this if this movie didn't have his name was Rob, I think. Yes, Robin. I, if this character didn't have Robin uh, Feld, right? Yes. If this if Robin Feld wasn't acted the way he was acted in this movie by a different person or something like that, it would not be considered as good. I think the sole part of Nicolas Cage creating this role is what like does this a lot for what what does a lot for this movie well i agree with you but i, I mean I'm that very... says more about nicholas cage and, and okay so jackson 
you, uh, overall, what do you think? Because I see what you're saying, but I'm going to counter your point here. What do you mean overall, what do I think? What do you think? First impressions. You said it's a little slow and whatnot, but what do you think? Good, bad, watchable? That's good. Um, but kind of slow. Yeah. Def- I definitely wouldn't... It's not a movie I would pick to be like, hey, you should really watch this movie. I got you. I would be like, yeah, it's a good movie. Like, if someone asked about that movie or something like that, or I was telling about the movie, I was like, yeah, it's a good movie. You'll probably find it slow if you don't really like like those type of movies or anything. But, like, you know, if you want to give it a try, give it a try. Yeah. Definitely don't go out of your way and be, like, rushing to see it because it's by no means, like, the greatest thing ever. I will say I liked the ending a lot. I like the final 15 minutes of the movie. I like when they're at the diner, and then when he goes home, and he and they um yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he listens to his wife on the cassette tape. Yeah, that's really good. I liked that a lot. That that I will say made up for the movie a lot. Well, Jackson, uh, me and you are going to defer quite heavily on this because I, I thought this movie was great. I figured. I thought it was astoundingly good, and uh, it's not it's not one of the movies. Me and Jackson both went in this probably with the same. Assumption: This is going to be John Wick, Wick with Nicolas Cage and, and his a pig. pig. Yeah, that's what I thought. It's what it looked like. It's what the trailers made it look like. Really looked like some ass beating was going to go down in this, which is fair to think because Nicolas Cage is definitely one of those type of guys you would cast I would love for to Mandy know, for say. Yeah, but I would love to know how many people Nicolas Cage has killed on screen. Bunches, tons. I wonder. Uh, too many. You talk. I'm going to see if I can find this out. Well, hold on. I want you to listen to uh, this. No, I'm listening. I'm listening. Don't worry. I just wait. I'm no, just, I'm listening. I'm just, go. I'll just leave dead silence on I'm the not, podcast. I'm listening. Go. Talk. Jackson, I want you to listen up. I am listening. Fine. Okay. So Jackson's saying it's a little slow. It is slow, but you got to know uh, after at a certain point in this movie, I was like, it clicked for me. I was like, we're not doing this John Wick thing. This is a, an emotional thriller slash drama. And that's what it is. It's not about... I have the number. Oh, okay. 588. Golly. You want to know first place? What? 1,734. First place? What do you mean? That uh, First place, the actor, oh, has uh, 1,734. Probably, probably Sylvester Stallone. Samuel L. Jackson. Really? Sylvester Stallone sent it 794. Wow. This was published, though, a year ago. So... Those numbers could have changed. Yeah. But, okay, anyways, back back to Pig. Mm-hmm. So my first impression is that this is a really great movie that I think if you're into this type of stuff, which a lot of people aren't. Jackson was saying if you're not into this slower kind of build. In with re- a lot of metaphors. With a lot of metaphors, and it's really, it is slow moving at times, but there's a reason for it. It's it's not going to be the movie for you, but if you like uh, emotional rides about loss and tragedy and getting over that, it's really interesting to it dive is. into, because this movie isn't a revenge sort of thing. This is literally a man coping with a loss, which is symbolic for his actual loss, which is his wife, and that's what I like the tagline of the movie. What we don't get a lot of things to really care about. Yeah. I mean, Which he, he says, he says in, the, in the restaurant. And he says, and that's... I will say, that restaurant scene... Was insane. Big fan of that scene. Was insane. Big that was probably the, the best scene, scene in the movie. I was a but, big fan of that scene. But I want to I want to break it down step by step, because this is kind of a bonkers movie. It I, is. I it is a little it. deep. I, I want to go through it. I'm so, listening. 
So this movie's broken up into chapters. Three, I believe. Three chapters. And you and uh I don't remember the names. Do so you? Don't, I okay, don't. so the first one was the rustic mushroom pie. Mm-hmm. Which what was he doing at the very beginning? He was making a mushroom pot. He he was making a he a was mushroom making pie. That. He was making that. And at this point you don't know anything about Robinfeld or what he is, who he is, or anything like that. You just know he has a pig, a truffle hunting pig, and that's what they do. And so later in this movie, it's uh, you kind of get attached to this pig and Nicolas Cage because they're kind of close. It's not you don't spend a ton of time with them, Mm-mm. but you kind of you get the dynamic off the bat. He's very non talkative. Uh, the it's kind of a buddy cop movie, I would say in a way. It's very dry, dry humor, but it's there. Uh, Amir played by Alex Wolf. Alex Wolf, who of Naked Brothers band fame. Uh, yep, that's him, and he's super good. He's a great actor. He is a good actor. He seems to be the only guy that really knows about Robin or what he's up to and checks on him and buys his truffles for him and stuff like that. And he comes by in his Camaro. You can tell he's kind of a prick. But uh, anyways, uh, the main conflict of the movie starts when uh, people come at night and break into Nicolas Cage's cabin in the woods, set in Oregon, I believe, and they steal his pig. And it's kind of a sad scene. It is. the pig is squealing, squealing and everything. Squealing a lot. And Nick Cage is like, let her go, but he gets knocked out. And so he goes on this hunt for this pig. And the only person he knows now, because he's been in the woods for about 10 years or so. 15. 15. He's been in the woods for about 15 years. Is The only person he's really got contact with anymore is this guy, Amir, who buys truffles for him. And Amir and him go along on this kind of kind of crazy journey where... They go through like the underground of the Oregon restaurant scene, which was kind of weird. Portland, specifically. Portland. Yeah, the Portland restaurant scene, which was very weird. Yeah, that part was very confusing. Yeah, I don't. I didn't understand that whole part. Well, well, with what him I, like volunteering to fight and then just taking a beating. Well, what I get from it is people put bets on how long someone can get their ass kicked. Oh. And that's basic because at the very beginning, the guy was doing the the older guy that was getting beat up was doing the same thing had his eye had his arms tied or like oh. was just holding him behind his back. The guy I was beating the that. shit about, and and it established like fifteen seconds. They were like, "That's really good," and blah blah blah. So and so got this money. Nicholas Cage went for over a minute, just getting his ass beat, and it, it kind of establishes Nick Cage is not a fighter. And you'll see that in this movie, which is kind of sad to see because you expect Nicolas Cage to whoop some ass. Big time. But not this character. That's not what he's going for. He uses what he's best at, which, if you haven't got by now, Robin Feld... Sorry, someone sent us a video. That's pretty unprofessional. I can't get out of it. Who sent who a video? Someone sent us on Spill Your Beans a video. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But, uh, okay, so this is where we're going to get spoilers. Mm-hmm. I'm going to jump into it. So You've if you already have... done some spoilers. Not really. I just take the pig. I mean, I, I bet people will get that. From the trailer, you get that. Yeah, okay. So here we go. Spoilers. If you haven't watched the movie, I say you should go watch it, but Jackson is a little iffy on it. Jackson's not as enthusiastic about this movie. <laughs> but, uh, so... Robin Feld is pretty much the best chef or the most famous chef out of Portland, Oregon. He's crazy good. Mm-hmm. And so all that happens at the fighting club. Jackson, what I really want to talk about 
is when Nicolas Cage and Amir kind of figure out where the pig has gone and everything, and they go to the restaurant. Okay, what what do you want to talk about it? That scene. uh, Come on now, you don't want to talk to me, Jackson? This is a podcast. I'm I'm just saying, I'm trying to figure out like what you're... What do you think? What do you think about that scene? About the restaurant scene? The restaurant scene. Uh, At first, I was really confused. I was confused a lot during this movie, I'll be honest. But once he started talking to the chef and everything, I got very engaged and interested. Nicholas Cage. But then it kind of like immediately like kind of shut down again. It was very like up and down. But the he killed this man. He he killed him with words. I don't think he really killed him. He destroyed he this more man. So he mo- well a little bit, but he more so also like was kind of doing what he did ends up doing later on to the the main guy. He like basically he deconstructs their life. Dude. Yeah, and he made him realize like. What like you were hunting after money and a claim and yeah, fame. Yeah, he made him realize that like he, you know, the he, the guy like needs to like go after like his true passion and everything. Like that's like like he needs to care about the things, the few things that we have and everything. Because we don't get a lot to care about. Yeah, I know. And so that's what he was doing. I don't think he was really like murdering, like destroying him and he, like wanting to break him down. He was just like, but he did. Well, yeah, I know what you got to break someone down to build them back up. I it? know how you build a house. Okay. Yeah, exactly. But th- this movie deals with a lot of no, Jackson, put the money down. This movie you deals. You really shouldn't leave all this money just sitting out. I got seven thousand dollars over there. Don't worry about it. Over where? Don't worry about it. Anyways, Why do you just have hundreds of dollars sitting out. Don't worry about it. Anyways, I don't want to talk about money with you on our podcast. You're the one who was brought out seven thousand dollars. Seven hundred. Sorry, I didn't mean to say seven thousand. But yeah, seven hundred right, sitting right there. Uh, continue. Anyways, uh-huh. Jackson, I'm listening. Uh, gosh, you made me lose my train of thought. This movie just deals with a bunch of kind of high concept things like death and and dealing with death and how to get past it and stuff. It Very also philo- philosophical. Yeah, it does. It also deals with how pretentious people can be. It's also true. They show that through Amir always listening to this classical music and this composer describing how classical music is better than all the other types of music. And and Nicolas Cage is disgusted by this and all the pretentious people. That that composer is is also an idiot. He is. But it's interesting because it's like Amir isn't actually as cultured as he wants to be, and he's just trying to skip steps in order to have some class. Yeah, because of his father. Out. Because of his father. It's 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 really Daddy issues. It's really interesting. Nicholas Cage is such a deep character. I'm not doing it justice, but he's really a deep character that I kind of latched onto. I thought it was super interesting to see him in this light. And I think we definitely have very conflicting opinions on this movie. Yeah, because you... Uh, I mean... The movie is kind of pretentious, but I think it's supposed to be. I don't be. think it's pretentious. I th- well, I do. I think it's a, about a guy surrounded by pretentious people, but I don't think the movie itself is pretentious. Well, you think it's so slow and a lot of monologues, and a lot of people would say that's pretentious. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. I could see that. I like. I could see I like the... I guess the director was maybe thinking in his head, like, I'm going to make something super deep and, like philosophical and like a bunch of messages and everything. So I can see how you would think it'd be pretentious and everything like that. Yeah. I, it's just super interesting to me. I, 
I really, golly. Those dogs, man. I gotta let them in real quick. All right. Do you want to talk to people about this movie? Give them some of your opinions about it. Oh, God. I'm thinking. Some of my opinions. Um, I think there were a couple. Hey, Chomper. Chomper, what do you think about this movie? Thank you. I think there were definitely some some parts that I maybe did pick up on, but that was also because I did I definitely had expectations going into this movie, and um, so I'm gonna try and do that not do that next time, so I can go in with an open mind and f- try and fully grasp the movie that I'm watching. Um, but you know it had some really good moments, but it also had some really dull moments and. Uh, a lot of walking around that I feel like were a little bit too long. Yeah, I, I can agree with that. That was kind of weird. Uh, the slow panning at the end of the movie where it was showing the interior of his cabin was super great. I did like, I, I, like I said, the last 15 minutes of the movie, fantastic, I will say. Um, the big climax, I guess, is. I don't know. That's also weirdly paced. He ratatouille his ass. Yeah, I know. <laughs> He, he really did. He, he ratatouille the dad, who's the <laughs> bad guy who stole his pig, and then it's I don't. What I don't he, understand he is legit ratatouille a grown man. What I don't understand is like the guy was like super threatening. Like you ever come back here again? You know something's gonna happen. And then he he's like, hey, I snuck this guy in and we made you dinner. And he's like, oh, okay, yeah, I'll 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 go along with this. I mean, it's the best chef and. All the Portland, yeah, Oregon. I know. You, gonna, you aren't gonna let him cook you a a private dinner. I know, but still, like, and then like he like he confronts him, and he's like, I remember like every meal and everything like that, and then he's like, Oh, your pig's dead, and then like he just cries, and I don't know that whole the whole interaction at the dad's house to me felt really like I thought it was really good, really weird. I thought it was really good. I thought it was it was nice seeing the dad finally get an emotional reaction because he's been a robot this whole time. And through his food-induced, like, thoughts and everything like that, he's finally being open about his loss and how he refuses to let go of his wife, who's a vegetable. I don't think there's a better way to describe her than a vegetable. She's a vegetable. She's comatose. She's a vegetable. Okay. And and he's finally coming to terms with that through the help of this kind of therapeutic meal that reminded him of his wife and the when they went to his restaurant. And they, they give background, you know, before this all goes down about how when they went to Nicolas Cage's restaurant, they were actually happy coming home from date night, which usually wasn't the case or never the case. Mm-hmm. And it's it's interesting how I feel like certain foods, and Jackson, you can attest to this, certain foods, maybe when you haven't been home for a while, or... They're nostalgic. They're, they are nostalgic, and they trigger... I have of, some nostalgic foods. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like Why what? Like, give me some. Give me an example. I got I got one good example, if you want me to go first. I got, I got a, a chicken enchiladas. Chicken enchiladas. And yeah. whenever, like, you get something that kind of tastes like the ones your mom makes or wherever y'all go to eat them. No, my mom makes them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We used to eat them all the time. That and, uh, weirdly, Hungry Howie's. I get nostalgic with Hungry Howie's because we would eat it every Sunday night 
and watched really? The Walking Dead when we all lived uh, home when I was still in high school. Yeah, and and so you so it was that. Hungry Howies for sure. And I eat Hungry Howies still, and I'm always like, it's not the same. It honest to God, Hungry Howies does not taste as good as when I it tasted when I was in high school. And how weird is that? It's but super weird. Like it's it, still good. I love Hungry Howies, but it's super weird to eat it now and be like. But it still eh. triggers that emotion in your mind. You're it like, does. I remember this. And you'll probably have that for the rest of your life. That's what's interesting about this movie. Because it's using things you wouldn't associate with feelings that really do have a big impact. You wouldn't associate a pig being a, a familiar like a dog. But it is to Nicolas Cage. You wouldn't associate food to giving you an emotional reaction. But it does for Amir's dad. Well, it, and for... I think people can also relate to... maybe. I can also people can also like relate to the emotional connection to food. Yeah. So what's and your what's your example? My example is my mom would make this chicken and noodle. It's not a soup, but it's like it's a like broth. Yeah, yeah, kind of, but it's just or like a bisque. <laughs> it's just like noodles and chicken with a little bit of broth in it too, mm-hmm. and it's like you know the big macaroni noodles that you you probably make macaroni with Thanksgiving at uh, Thanksgiving and Christmas, like the big elbow noodles. Oh, I know. I'm familiar. And then then just like, uh, you know, a really cut up rotisserie chicken, but, Mm -hmm. you know, all the bones out and everything. It's the best thing I've ever had. And every time I eat that at my mom's house when she makes it or I try and make it, it gives me a bunch of nostalgia. Also that way for the Chinese buffet, because like you and your parents, we would go to Chinese buffet every Sunday. Nice. And stuff like that. Doesn't taste the same, but it gives you that emotion, mm-hmm. and it's it's really interesting to see that kind of emotional thing we latch onto. Oh, French toast sticks! French toast sticks. Probably yeah. you had it in the morning and stuff like every that. single morning. But it got to a point where we would just eat them frozen. <laughs> Get they, lazy, they were good. Jackson. They were good, but like that's some like I haven't eaten those since I lived at home. Yeah, but I still remember exactly what those taste like and everything. And then also morning star sausage. Yeah, yeah. We eat we ate morning star sausage all the time in my household, and I still eat it to this day. Yeah, because it's the best. It's oh, it's amazing. It's so good. Yeah, it's it's good. vegan. It's good. I Fun like fact. It. I like it. It's really good. <laughs> but um, sorry. But what was I saying? Oh, with uh, sorry, with um, with the flaky biscuits. Man, you are just on the morning stars, aren't you? Morning star, not not the biscuits. Oh, the flaky. Bi- I know what you're talking but, about. Yeah. The diamond shaped ones. Oh, me and Jackson got a common connection there. Yeah. Oh man, the flaky. There's other biscuits that you can get in like the rolls that like aren't the flaky kind. Yeah, like the layery. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. the layers, the layer ones are the best oh, ones. Oh man, the sweet. They're sweet. They're sweet and soft oh, and everything. And you can gosh. get like you can get them in honey and everything. And oh, throw some honey and some butter on there. Oh, dude, me and you are on the same tangent here, dude. I eat, man. I need. To, I'm gonna have some of those for breakfast uh, this get, weekend. You're getting nostalgic on me. On they're also just so good. Yeah, I haven't had them yeah. in forever. Oh man. But it's really interesting to see how they use these certain things. To now, really- that you, sorry. Now that you've said this, I'm think like I I have a lot of food that I have a, like an emotional connection to that I'm realizing now that you brought this up. Yeah, and doesn't it give more weight to the to the movie that you're thinking about? Uh, yeah, that now? De- 100%. Yeah, hundred percent. Now that you've brought this up and everything, because I'm thinking about like I'm thinking about like the uh, like breakfast burritos my granddad made. Yeah. Uh, like I will never get to eat those again. So like that's definitely like something where like I can have like an emotional connection to the movie, and then um, breakfast casserole we have every morning for Christmas, which is another thing that like 
Oh my god, it's so good. That I'll be able to eat. Luckily, I'm gonna eat that this year. <laughs> but like bre- his breakfast burritos, he would make. Oh my god, they were so good. So yeah, now I'm thinking of all this stuff. I'm like, okay, this movie is actually like. It's you're on like, getting ratatouille yeah, before the, everyone's eyes. On the, meta, on the metaphorical level and everything, this movie is good. But at the same time, it's also like if you don't know to look out for that stuff, you're not gonna enjoy the movie. Yeah, but, but if you I do mean, enjoy that stuff, then you'll definitely enjoy the movie a lot more. But now now that like you're opening my eyes to this and everything and I'm 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 thinking about all these different foods and everything, I'm I and associating Yeah, I'm associating <laughs> it. Uh, I'm, 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 I not identify. I'm relating to the movie a lot, more. a lot. And I did the same thing because there's stuff that you know your loved ones made or something like that, and you're not gonna be able to have it anymore. And what I kind of think is cool is like music, like film, like paintings or drawings or anything like that. Cooking is an art form, and it is. It's it's very specific to each person who makes something. I feel like it's very. It's gonna have something different every time you eat it. I have a question for you. Yeah. Yesterday I made a lunch. Mm-hmm. I want you to tell me if you think this is art then. Okay? No, but I'm not saying all food is art, Lemon, Jackson. Lemon, pepper, Don't shrimp, and a spinach wrap okay. with spinach, okay. feta cheese, mm. banana peppers, and okay. honey mustard. Ate them both in three bites each. I had two of them. Where's the tomato and onion? I don't like tomato. I forgot to do the onion. I, I, I was I was halfway through grilling the shrimp, and I was like, I was supposed to do the onion first and caramelize it and then cook the uh, shrimp in that, but I forgot. I want you to answer me this. Ate them both in three bites. Six bites total on two giant wraps. Is that art? It could be. Mm. Art is subjective. Fascinating. I took a picture of it. I would like to see this picture of this art. I but want, you do understand what no, I'm I saying. I 100% understand what you're saying. Like, uh... Yeah, there's tons of Outside like stuff later. that I'm sorry, everyone. Here, here's one. Okay, I see you, Jackson. Yeah. Little forced perspective and everything. The Zevia in the background. But honey mustard, why not like red? Okay, so here's the thing. I had honey mustard in the fridge. We don't have ranch, but I had honey mustard in the fridge, and I was like, it's a really Oh my god, this is another thing. This is a honey mustard I used to have when I was a kid all the time. And I saw it for the first time in a store three weeks ago and I bought a jar of it or a, a bottle of it. And why'd you buy that brand? Because it's awesome and I, I used to eat it forever like so much when I was a kid. Did and it then, taste as good? Oh my god, dude, it's still the best like honey mustard I've ever had. Cause you know me, I make my own, but like Oh, I know, you're a poor man honey mustard. But that that honey mustard, oh my god, it's so good. And so I was like yeah, I'll put it on here, and I just drizzled it on, and I took a bite into it. It was the weirdest combination of flavors, but it was also really, really good. Yeah, that's pretty weird. Why, how, how do you not have ranch in your, your fridge? Oh, uh, we had ranch, and then we used it on our pizzas, mm-hmm. and uh, we just haven't bought more ranch. You kind of you need to get on that. I think everyone should have ranch in their fridge. I think so too. I got like three bottles of ranch. I uh, well, we do have though. We have a couple packets of Waffle House sauce. We're saving for a good oh, time. Oh man, that's. For a rainy day right there. That's another fucking nostalgic thing is Waffle House. Man, you are getting I ratatouille. Li- we, yeah, we used to live next to Waffle House, and we'd go there all the time. Still do. Like, God, this is so annoying, thinking about all these different things that I have, like, an emotional connection to of food. Well, let's ask our audience. Let's get the audience involved. They're sending us stuff, all two of them or three of them, whoever's listening at this point. If y'all have uh, a food you have an emotional connection to, maybe that a loved one that isn't around anymore that you miss or... Just something like Hungry Howie's or Waffle House for Jackson, a restaurant you might have an emotional connection to. 
because your family or your loved one like to go there all the time. We'd love to hear it in the comments and everything. DM mm-hmm. us and let us know about it, and we'll talk about it on the next podcast. Because I think it's an interesting thing to talk about. I think, I think how humans relate emotions to certain things. Like you're, you're a psychologist. You know, you're in. I'm not a psychologist. Whatever you are, I'm studying psychology. Yeah. Well, don't you find this interesting? No, I do. Hundred percent. Yeah. I, it is very fascinating. I'm sure there's was, studies about. Like, why this relates and everything and why you have such an emotional connection. Well, it's also, like, the... Uh, this is... I am i don't know the number for sure, but I'm pretty sure it's, like, 70% of your core memories and, like, feelings and everything are created from when you're... An adolescent. I think it's, like, 6 to 18 or something like that. And so, like, that is a very important, like, time frame in your life and yeah. so that's where a lot of like food stuff will come through and everything like that yeah. like recently i've i've been driving around sometimes and i've been like i hated it then but like I, i've been like thinking about it, i was like man i would do anything to just go back and have just like re, re relive my senior year of high school and like live with like all my family and like do track and everything like that knowing what i know now i think most people would i think if most people could go back like 10 years knowing what they know now they would yeah but i think the game you know yeah i know but uh, that's like that's it's just like it's that time frame of 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 time yeah. where like that's everything is basically established and so you you hold on to that. Although there are some people who are soulless who don't really hold on to anything and they just kind of keep going on about it. Like Spencer. And I feel sorry for them. <laughs> just kidding, Spencer. <laughs> Wait, I want to know if Spencer has an emotional connection to a food of some sorts. Oh, this is a good. Uh, yeah, let me get him on the hotline. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just do that. Just give him a call real quick. <laughs> yeah. So um, I'm going to go ahead and give my rating for Pig before I, I forget. Well, hold on. Let's not end this tangent. We're not soon. ending it. Okay. I'm just I'm just okay. saying this before we call Spencer. So with, I will say, before we had our discussion. Are you not calling him? Uh, I was going to let you do your thing. Oh. And I was going to call him. Before um, we had our discussion about the deeper meaning of this movie and everything like that, which I I understood part of, I would say I was giving it a solid Six and a half. Mm-hmm. Now with what I know now, I'll bump that baby up to a seven point two. I mean, it's it's not one of those movies you'd watch over and over again because it's a depressing movie. Don't get it twisted. It's not going to leave you feeling happy. Final fifteen minutes though are great. That song. I don't know who sings that cover. I want to find that on fire. I think she did it for the movie. Yeah, I know. I, I want to know. Like, I want to see if I can find it because it was really good. It was really good. It was really emotional, and at the very end, I know we've spoiled some of the movie. I'm going to go ahead and spoil the end. Cassandra Violet. Let's see if... Sorry, continue. Uh, Nick Cage is just sitting in his house listening to this tape his wife made him, which he was unable to listen to. Found it. Only 159,000 listens on this song, I'm on Fire. Going to pop that baby in the car later. Sorry, continue. (laughs) Anyways, Jackson... Mm -hmm. Uh, Nick Cage was unable to listen to this song or this recording before the pig got abducted and everything, showing that he really wasn't over the loss it's, of his it's wife. It's a recording, yeah, of his wife, who we don't know how she died, but we know that she did die, and that's what caused him to go into the woods. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, he's unable to cope with it, and that's why he is in the woods. Like Jackson said, he's mourning, and he's been stuck in mourning, and it's really a movie about two people mourning in different ways, which would be Nick Cage and Amir's dad because they both have still held on to this. One is actually holding on to the person while she's in a comatose state, 
and the other has lost his wife and just doesn't know how to get over it. And <clears throat> and at the very end, Nick Cage walks back defeated and agrees to Amir to keep working together and whatnot. And he sits down and listens to this recording and looks up at a light coming through his his roof, you know. And it kind of, I think, to me, it's symbolizing that he's finally moved on. He's finally or accepted it. He's accepting and moving on. He's starting the stages of healing. And he had to go through this journey to do that with a surrogate of what he cares about in life, which was the pig. And that's and that's it's cracking me up, man. I'm, it's really it's it's kind of emotional, and and you what wouldn't think something like this. I I don't care. I think this <laughs> I'm is, messing with you. I think this is really good. It got me. I it cried really at the did. end of Toy Story three, so I can't make fun of you. That's pretty lame. Fuck off. No, it isn't. That's so on the nose. Like you know. Toy Story 3. I just don't like stuff that's real on the nose about stuff. I like stuff like this where it's really interpreted. And if you can get it, you get it. And I don't know. I really enjoyed this movie. I would give this an 8 out of 10. I would give it I would give it 8 pigs. I would give, give it 8 truffles out of a truffling pig. I'll do I'll do 7.2 truffles. Give it a 7.5. I'll Bump do, that bad boy up, Jackson. We've had a good conversation. I'll do 7.5 with the conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So have you... I wanted to ask you this real quick before you call Spencer out here. Have you ever had truffle? I have. What is it? It's, I know it's expensive as shit, and it, that's why he's like in... That's why like... It's more of a garnish for dishes. It's is not it garnish actual, thing? It's not actual... Like You just don't eat a truffle. I guess you could... But it's kind of like garlic almost. <laughs> Interesting. I don't know how to really describe it. I want to look up how do you like pr- uh, truffle price and see if there's a way to like uh, map this out while you get them out here. Truffle price. So a truffle, if if winter you don't black know. truffle is three hundred twenty-seven dollars a pound. Yeah. So if you don't know what a truffle is, a truffle is a. Uh, is the fruiting body of a subterranean ascomasquite fungus, predominantly one of the many species of genus tuber. In addition to tuber, many other uh, genera fungi are classified okay, as Okay, you don't have to read including. all this. But you use it for cooking. Good enough. <laughs> Wasn't there a song called, like, Truffle Butter? Yeah, yeah, Nicki Minaj. What's that about? Is that, like, a euphemism for something? I feel like it is. So this one, this I'll sa- give it a listen on the way home. This says that black truffles have a sulfurous, oniony, and cooked cabbage-like scent, as well as some fruity roasted notes that give the fungi an almost fruity chocolate-like nuance. Interesting. I don't know what any of that means. I'll probably never. It's fancy eat truffle because I think it's dumb to spend over fifty dollars on a single meal. It's fancy stuff. Mm, interesting. But uh, let's give let's give Spencer a call. Real quick, and see if he's got any uh, emotional connections to food. I bet he does. I bet. I bet everyone would. I think everyone does. Yes. Mummy dog. Savannah has an emotional connection to mummy dogs. What is that? The stuff she made at Halloween. Oh yeah, those were good. Those were really good. Mm, they were really good. Vegan hot dogs. I wasn't a fan of, but the rest of them were pretty good. Dang, Spencer's not gonna answer when he's in he's the other room. He's gaming. I think. Hold on. Spencer. That's pretty sad. Spencer! Spencer! Spencer, if you can hear me, come out here. 
uh, I think his headset's on. Yes. And he's laughing about something. Let's see through the uh, faithful Xbox app if he's playing with someone right now. Maybe he's playing with himself. Mm. Mm. Naughty. <laughs> Naughty. He is. He's playing Rocket League with someone. I don't know who's in his party. <laughs> An anonymous person is in his party. Oh, no. I wonder who it could be. None of us. No, none of us. Fascinating stuff. Well, I guess he uh, missed his, you know, shot at fame. Yep, that's whatever. So, uh, tough shit for him. Yeah, pretty upsetting I have a question for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Could you make a special-themed Nick Cage November song on your guitar real quick? I could, but... Why don't we end this recording and we'll we'll think about it. Like we'll make one up. Really okay. Quick. Do you <coughs> want to discuss the n- potential Nick Cage November movies on the episode? <laughs> I think we'll uh we'll surprise them with the next one. Good enough. I don't think we'll tell y'all just what we're doing yet. Pulled up and ready. All right. Do you have anything else to say? I do. This is the I'm most. <laughs> this is the most magical season of all. Nick Cage November. Only it's four short weeks. Only four short weeks, but they're they're grueling, they're heartfelt, mm. they're hilarious, mm-hmm. and they're also eye opening. And they'll tickle you a little bit the, in a fun way. Yeah, a, a little ticklish. If you're ticklish, be prepared for this month we got going here. We're not always on the ball, but for Nicholas Cage, we'll watch them all. And that's what I have to say, Jackson. Uh, welcome back to Spill Your Beans. I've been Dawson. And you've been Jackson. He's just giving me thumbs up at this point. So I think it's about time to wrap it up. And we'll see you all next week or later this week, maybe. Uh, yes, it will be later this week. Later to, this week. To match up on the weekly thing. Yep, later this week to discuss another Nicolas Cage movie. You're in for a bunch of them. Watch them with us. Tell us what you think. And like I said, mm-hmm. tell us if you have an emotional connection to any type of food. Yes. All right. We'll see you all next time. Stay beanie.